because it's not something that's big transformational event that happened. Growing up, I, I never knew my earthly father. In fact, till this day, I still don't know my earthly father. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know nothing about him. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. What's up, Rock Church? Hello, Rock Church. Uh, good morning. You guys uh, remember to turn your clocks, whatever, forward or back, whatever it was. Amen. Hello, East County, North County, San Ysidro, everybody watching online. Let's give them a big hand out there. Let's give them a big hand. God bless you. Let's all stand up. We have a lot to do today. If you are having a tough day already, raise your hand. Great. I'm with you. I'm with you. I had a nightmare last night. woke up screaming. And my nightmare, it was probably the most vivid dream I've ever had in my life because I can remember it as though it just happened in that back room, every detail of it. And it was me doing what I'm going to do today in this service today. It's teaching people how to share their faith. And I woke up in the dream. I, I won't tell you the whole dream, but I, the very end of it, I was in a room rebuking Satan and I couldn't say Jesus' name. I was like, eh, 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 and I was like petrified that I couldn't get Jesus' name out of my mouth. And then next thing you know, I'm laying in the bed and something's coming at me in bed and I'm screaming. I woke up and, and, I, and it was me doing what we're going to do today. You know the devil don't like what we're getting ready to do today. So if you're having a bad day, you're in the right place because God's going to bless you today as long as we all, uh, uh, you know, work it out and trust him. Amen? Amen. Lord Jesus, I pray for everybody who's having a bad day today. I pray for the people who are distracted. They've had stuff go wrong, conflicts with people, bad dreams, bad food, whatever it is. In Jesus' name, we rebuke Satan from our life. And I thank you for the faithful people who are here who got up this morning, got up an hour early when it was still dark outside. I know some people got up and saw it was dark outside and went back to sleep. But these people didn't. And I pray you bless them. And Lord, I pray you bless us today as we learn how to share our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Give someone a high five next to you. Give someone a high five. Amen. Everyone say amen. amen. Say today could be... The toughest message I've ever heard in my life. But I have courage. And I have scrumph. Scrumph. Today, I may get pushed out of my comfort zone. But so be it. I'm ready. Are you really ready? Okay, let's see your Bibles. See your Bibles. Lift your Bibles up. Say word. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. And I mean that. You, you may get pushed out of your comfort zone today, but trust me, trust me, trust me, these, today and the next few weeks will change your life if you allow God to push you out of your comfort zone. And trust me this, God does not promise or, matter of fact, he promises that we won't be in our comfort zone all our life if you walk with God. And so I just want you to prepare your heart. It's not, it's not really that big a deal. But uh, some of you uh, may get confronted with something today, and I just want to prepare you. It's going to be great, and you're going to leave here going, whew, 
Okay, how many of you by a show of hands would say Jesus Christ has done something very powerful in your life? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you by a show of hands would say that you appreciate so much what Christ has done in your life? Very good. How many of you by a show of hands know at least five people that you would love for them to have what you have? Very good. Today you, we are going to practice that very thing. We are going to share with you and help you share your faith a whole lot easier. Matter of fact, how many of you would love to be able to share your faith really, really easy? Very good. So we're going to practice that today, next week, and next week. I can't encourage you enough to come every, all three weeks. And if you can keep the lesson plan you have, I want you to bring it. Now, last week, I made a bold faith statement that if we all work together, we would see 15,000 people get saved between now and April 19th, which is when we're going to report the number. Um, the reason I got the 15,000 people is because I, I believe that every single one of you, just like you raised your hand, God can use in the next month to lead one person to the Lord. Only God can determine that, but what we can do is get ready and do it. Can I get amen? amen. Some people are caught up in numbers. Well, why all the numbers? Well, the numbers are, if I asked you to go share your faith with one person or to share your faith until one someone got saved, that would be a very noble thing. If you say, I'm going to share my faith, whether it be from my mouth or online, until one person gets saved, that would be a great thing for you to do. And that's all I'm asking you to do. It's just get one person saved. Now, you don't get that person saved, but you give them the gospel. And all I'm asking is that you would try and try with the tools we're going to give you until you, at least one person gets saved. And I have the same challenge. I've already exceeded that, that goal since last week, but I'm going to still do it. But I'm, we're going to give you the tools that you can, you can share. So if you really, really say God has done something in my life, if you really believe that, that Christ has done something great in your life and there's someone who needs it, and by the way, the Bible mandates you to tell them, then, then we're all on the same page. Can I get amen? amen? And so that's what, so, so we're going to step out by faith. And so 15,000 people, forget the 15,000 number, it's 15,000 someones. Those are people, souls. And all you have to be worried about is just one. That's it. Just one. Okay? First Peter chapter 3 verse 15. You may feel like, well, I don't have the gift of evangelism. It doesn't mean you are not required to share a good reason for the hope you have. You would hate for someone at your job to say, you know what, you seem all happy and, and I, I know you got uh, something bad happened yesterday. You seem to have hope. Where do you get that? You go, I'm not an evangelist, so I'm not telling you. <laughs> you know, I want to I I know about God. I want to go to heaven. And can you help me with that? No, I'm not an evangelist, so you just got to get it from somewhere else or go to hell. That's just, doesn't that sound wrong? Can I get amen? Okay, so look what it says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. It says, sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Set aside God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone. Everyone say everyone. everyone. Who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. You don't need to be sitting around waiting for someone to ask you, by the way. <laughs> you should always be ready. And you're going to see a, a circumstance today. We have a little, little drama for you. It's going to really uh, um, illustrate this for you. Take out your lesson plan real quick. Last week I asked you in your lesson plan to write down three names of three people <clears throat> that you know that need to be saved. And if you do not have Christ in your life, you can write your own name down. But I just want to take just 30 seconds for you to write three names down and to reinforce what we did last week. Of three people that you are going to pray for. These are three family members, co-workers, neighbors. Just write their names down. And so it's very real 
who you are going to pray for because the people you know, I don't know. The people you know may never come to church. And God has put you in their life to be a light to them. So just take 30 seconds. We're going to do a lot of writing today. Take 30 seconds to put their names down. And then right next to the names, it says a tag, drugs, prison, rape, cancer, suicide. Write down or circle one of those or write down something that you know they've been through, if you know so. You know, they're depressed, they're discouraged, they have money problems, whatever it is. Just write it down and you'll know why in a minute because it has to do with the app we're going to give you. Amen? Just write that down. I want you to be committed to these people. I want you to see their name. I want you to see their face. And I want you to say, God, use me. Let's not church be, I'm just going for me. I saw a quote um, Saturday or Friday from a good friend of mine, Pastor Chris Hodges from Alabama. And he said, if God answered your prayers, would you change and be blessed or would the world change and be blessed? In other words, are you only praying for you or are you praying for other people? And so I want you to just write real quick three names down. Did you, did you do that? Wave your paper in the air if you just did that. Wave your paper in the air. Very good, very good. Stop being. Now pull out your phone. Now pull out your phone. Pull out your phone. How many of you have a phone? If you could lift your phone up. I want to see how many phones we have and all the campuses. Lift your phone. Right, very good. We're going to give you a text, a number to text because we want to give you an app today that uh, is probably something, it's been something I've been praying for for years. I never knew what it was until about a year and a half ago when God gave me this idea of this app where you can actually learn how to share your testimony and then share with people. Uh, the, the number to text, we have the, the text number. I want you to pull out your phone and I want you to text the word gospel to 59769. And what's going to happen is you're going to get a, a text back, which will be a link where you can download this app. And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Just write that down. You can write it down in your notes and your, your thing and text it later or you can text it now. Or write it down on your lesson plan and you can text it later. Or you can go to gospelcentral.us. It's all in your bulletin. Amen. Everybody got that? Type text gospel to 59769. Say amen if you got it. Amen. Say amen if you don't got it. Very good. Okay. Put your phone away. Okay, here we go. Gospel Central is an app. That is going to walk you through how to share your testimony. And we're going to actually do it here in service for the next three weeks so you can really get good practice, hands-on. You're going to share your testimony. It'll take you two or three or four minutes. Your testimony is going to go into a data bank. And Gospel Central is going to allow you to search for a testimony from anybody whose story is in there to send to a person you know. For example, I met a guy the other day in the NFL who tried to kill himself. He had bullets in his gun, a bullet in every chamber. The whole magazine was full and a bullet in the chamber. He pulled the trigger and it didn't go off. And all of you know his name and when his story is on there, you'll see it. And he's going to tell his story about all the other drama he's been in. But when he tells his story, his story will be in there. You meet somebody and that wants to commit suicide, you'll type in suicide on the Gospel Central app and his story will come up. And other stories of people who killed themselves, wanted to kill themselves. And then you can send that story to that person. Is that clear? Is that clear? Yeah. When they get the story, or you can post it on Facebook or post it on Twitter. 
Anywhere you send a story, and every, before every sermon you've been watching stories on, on the screen, those, are, those stories are th- parts of three to four minute testimonies that are on this app. You could send these stories to your family members, to your neighbors, to your co-workers. You just hear that they're struggling with divorce or struggling with drugs, whatever. You could say, I want to send them a Gospel Central video. You type in a, t- a tag word, uh, divorce, depression, cocaine, female, and all these videos will come up. And then you could watch them and then send them a video. They watch the video, three to four minutes of a testimony of someone who is going through what they're going through. And at the end of every testimony, it's going to say, do you want to know God? And I assume out of curiosity, most people are going to click yes because they want to see what's next. And I'm going to share the gospel with them in like three minutes. If they click yes, they're going to get saved and there's going to be a little number next to that person's te- video. Whoever, it was, if it was your testimony, you're going to see a number one next to your name and number two that people got saved watching your video. Amen? Amen. Let's give a hand. Let's give a Lord a hand. Amen. I want you to imagine if, if, if you say, well, I don't want to talk to anybody, which, which by the way, you should get over that. But it's just like you didn't want to do that. You could send videos every day. You could put it on your Facebook, put it on Twitter, and all these people watching these videos. And every single one, every single video has a gospel presentation. Every time someone gets saved, we on, here at the office will get a number and we'll say, here's all the people getting saved from all around the world. And so on April 19th, I'm telling you, 15,000 people. And all you got to do is say, you know what, I want to send these out to a... Someone gets saved. Now, also, you're going to learn how to share yourself. You can put your story on there. Amen? Is that, I mean, is, is that exciting to you all or what? To me, it, I, so I want you to think about the person you said that you, that, you, that you need to get saved. This is how we're going to do it. This is one way we're going to do it. One way we're going to, the other way we're going to do it is you're going to talk to them. Okay? You're actually going to speak to them. I want to give you four things real quick before we get into it. Four things, four truths about people who don't know God. It's in your notes. Four truths about people who don't know God. By the way, these truths apply to you. When you learn how you share your testimony, and what we're going to practice today is in the app, your testimony is going to be in three parts. It's going to be I was. Everyone say I was. You're going to spend a minute describing how you were before you got saved. You remember how jacked up you were? Can I get an amen how jacked up you were? That's what we're going to work on today. We're going to answer like five very simple questions or something like five or six questions. So your testimony is in three parts. I was, say I was. Say then Jesus. And then say since then. And your testimony is going to be that. I was like this, then Jesus came in my life and here's what happened. And since then, here's how my life is. It's very simple. It's very conversational. There's no confrontation. Just as a matter of fact. Four things about people who before they knew Christ. Number one in your, in your notes. Uh, four truths about you before you knew God or anybody before they know God is that you don't live for God. You don't live for God. What does that mean? That when non-Christians do non-Christian things, you should say, that's normal. You shouldn't be tripping. Oh, look at they're doing and they're doing this and, I get, you know, they're so bad. It's normal. My grandson is nine months old. He poops in his pants. Every day. Every day. He wets his pants every day. And sometimes when we're changing him, he pees on us. That's normal. So when Christians, non-Christians lie, gossip, talk behind your back, don't trip. That's normal. That's what you did. Matter of fact, some of y'all Christians still do that. That's not normal. <laughs> Number two, you were, sati- you, you were satisfied or should say unsatisfied with sin. Sin did not satisfy you. 
I was talking to someone uh, recent, uh, a while ago, and they were telling me about their lifestyle, their drugs, sleeping around, all that stuff. And I, and, and, and I said, how's that working out? How's that cocaine, work, how, that cocaine thing, how's that working out for you? It don't. You need to know that. Number three, you were created to respond positively to the Father's love. When you share your faith with people who don't know God, they were created to respond positively to God's love. You should be confident that when you love somebody in Jesus' name, their heart is going, I want that. I know that for a fact. Because God created us that way, and I've seen it a million times. And so when you're sharing your faith, you, you don't have to be worried, oh, they're going to say this. Their heart is going, yes, this is true. This is what you've been looking for. And number four, your heart would only be truly satisfied by God's love. Those are four things you really, really need to believe. Amen? So look, now look in your lesson plan. This is what we're going to do. You're going to fill this out here in a minute, but I just want to go through it. See where it says I was? Everyone see that? Everyone say, I was. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read this, and I want you to get ready to fill your answers in this little thing. Then we're going to show you a skit, and then you're going to fill it in after the skit, and then you're going to practice with somebody. Now, you're like, I ain't practicing with anybody. <laughs> Remember I said we're going to be out of our comfort zone? Of course, you don't have to do it. But I would encourage you, if you don't want to talk to somebody, talk to yourself. Just go, my name is Miles. I already know that. And I grew up in New York. I already knew that self. And before I was given my heart, blah, 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 blah. Practice with yourself. We'll get to the practice part in a minute. I don't want you to be tripping and scared. But, man, wouldn't it be great if you could turn to the person next to you and just read and answer these questions and get a little, break a little ice so you can get prepared to do it in Vons? It's really easy. Matter of fact, how many of you all talk to people? Now, for real, raise your hand. How many of you talk to people? How many of you have ever had a conversation with some of you didn't know? Oh, you're good then. You're good. Let's read it. Let's read it real quick. It says, it says, I was. This is just a first party testimony. My name is blank. I grew up in blank. Before giving my heart to God, my life and heart was what? Lonely, empty, discouraged, lost. I believed I would be happy if I what? Made a lot of money, had a lot of sex, was on TV, was rich, whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever would make you happy. And by the way, you're thinking back to before you got saved. For example, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to drink all night, do cocaine all night, go bar to bar to bar to bar to bar, go on a shopping binge, whatever it is, to try to fill the emptiness in my heart. After a while, my behavior began to make me feel what? And that wasn't working for me. Does that make sense? Yes or no? Muy facile. Very easy. So we're going to show you a skit right now. Check it out. And they're going to demonstrate exactly what I just read. Hello. Oh, good morning. 
はい Thank you. So, how are you doing today, sir?、Um, I'm fine. You know, doing fine. Just doing what I got to do to get by. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I don't mean to disrespect you, but you can't possibly know what I mean, miss. <laughs> I know. It's hard to believe. But I used to carry around my best little friend in a small bag, too. You know what? I, there was a time I didn't even know what day it was. I'd wake up in strange places, no idea how I even got there. I mean, I was really sick. And, and everyone around me could smell it on me. And it really wasn't hard for me to recognize other people with the same sickness. Wow, that's really hard to believe. I mean, you look like someone who has it all together. <laughs> I started drinking when I was 12, alcoholic by 14. I spent the next 10 years of my life just in a fog. I mean, it was the worst 10 years of my whole life. And, and I destroyed every single relationship I had. How about you? I don't know.、Uh, I guess this is my life. Well, I mean, I guess I'm living proof. It really doesn't have to be. I mean, I, I believed that there wasn't anything worth living for, that I wasn't worth anything. The drink, I mean, it made me feel good. And believe me, I just, I mean, I would do anything just to feel good. But then it just. I don't know, it started consuming my every thought and everything I did. And that numb feeling would just wear off. And I, I mean, I just could not face the reality of my life, so I would just keep reaching for the next drink. You, you know, I, I thought I could beat it a, a couple of times, but it never stuck. I, and then I lost everyone. I have a daughter, but I was never there for her. I don't even know where she is now. Okay, get out your paper. Oh, yeah, that was really hard, wasn't it? Did y'all get the point? Yes, okay, get out your paper, and, and you're going to hear Jeopardy, the music Jeopardy, for a minute and 45 seconds. And then you're going to hear MC Hammer for 15 seconds. 
When you hear MC Hammer, you have 15 seconds. I just want you to fill in those blanks. You don't need to share every detail of your dirty secrets. Whatever you feel comfortable for right now, I just want you to fill it out at a high level and in those two minutes. Amen? Go ahead and take that time. Okay. Okay, so now, how many of y'all did it? Raise your hand if you did it. Raise your hand. Oh, very good. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to someone near you that you feel comfortable saying to, and all you're going to do is talk. You're not trying to convert them. You're not trying to jam anything down their throat. You're just saying, here's what was about me. Can we, can we do that? Okay, let's do that. Turn to somebody. If you feel uncomfortable, just talk, talk to yourself. I think we got two minutes again. We got two minutes again. One minute, two people. Your hair is different. Your, no, your hair is different. Your hair is different. 
good. Um, I got my MRI the other day, and the doctor said my tumor in my liver shrunk from 7.2 to 5.2. Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Are we done? Say amen if you're done. Raise your hand if you learned something about yourself. It's a lot easier than you thought. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read something to you. What we're going to do, today was I was. Next week we're going to add then Jesus. Week after that we're going to add since then. Amen. When you share your faith with someone, you are not confronting them and pushing them to do something. You are giving them an invitation. Here's what I experienced. Do you think that would interest you? They say no. The problem with Christians is that we sometimes we, we feel like you've you got to prove somebody wrong. You don't need to prove anybody wrong. The Holy Spirit will do that. Just share your, say your, share your story. I've shared my story. I can't count. If God told me this a million times, I would I, I believe it. It's really that the Holy Spirit does the work. All we have to do is believe that it works instead of thinking we got to fight somebody. You all have people in your life that if you said what you just said to them, they would say, I want more. Or somebody in your life and they would sit there fascinated. And by the way, I'm sure what you said is not all of it. <laughs> the more you say it, the more you're going to feel comfortable sharing really honestly about not that you were dishonest, but sharing some deep, dark stuff, and that's on God will share with you how and when. For me, I don't have a problem saying stuff because I've done it so many times. So I'm going to read mine to you. I'm going to read my version of that. Look on the back of your lesson plan. Look what it says. This is a sample I was answering the same questions you just answered. My name is Miles McPherson, and I grew up in Long Island. Before giving my heart to God, my life heart was empty and lost, searching for purpose. Now, anytime in this, you could also share a personal story. Okay, personal stories are fantastic. I, when I think back to my life in college, when I think back to, when I see pictures of myself in high school, I get scared today for that guy. That's how lost that guy was. Amen? It says, I believed I would be happy if I was good at football, got high on drugs, and dated girls. There's a whole lot of stories in that sentence. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I was, I was trying to write the date of girl thing because, you know, my wife's going to hear this. I was trying to write, how to write the date of girls thing. But uh, for example, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to get high every day and work out five or six days a week to try to fulfill the emptiness in my heart. That would not be uncommon. I did smoke weed every day in my last year and a half in high school, just about every day. I don't remember days I didn't. Did cocaine when I got uh, out of college. Got high all the time. That would not be uncommon. And you could tell story upon story upon story. Matter of fact, the day I really committed my life to the Lord, I was up all night on cocaine. It was 5 o'clock in the morning. And I said, God, I'm done. And it says, after a while, my behavior began to make me feel hopeless and lost. And that wasn't working for me. And after doing that, I'm mean, 24 years old, April 12, 1984. I was laying on my couch, 5 o'clock in the morning, Callwood Boulevard, apartment A8, 4929 Callwood Boulevard, apartment A8 here in San Diego. Five o'clock in the morning, been doing cocaine all night, and, and this was my condition. And I said, Jesus, I'm done. I don't like this anymore. 
And some of you could be in that very situation. Your life is going this way and you know what, you realize that ain't working for me. I don't like being lost, empty, confused, not, not having a purpose. I don't like feeling alone. I want to belong to the God of the universe. I want him to forgive me. That could be you right now. Well, look what it says right after my testimony in the back of the thing. It says, I'm going to share with you the ABCs of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Which, by the way, all of you should memorize. It's very easy. Say A. A. Say B. B. Say C. C. Say admit. admit. Say believe. believe. Say confess. confess. A stands for what? Admit. A stands for what? Admit. B stands for what? Admit. C stands for what? Admit. Oh, you are on your way. I'm telling you, you're going to walk into your job one day and all this is going to roll out of your mouth and you're going to find someone sitting there saying, can we do it right now? And you're going to go, ABC. Yeah, we can do that right now. Look what it says. First, admit that I am a sinner and that my sin has brought death and destruction into my life, my relationships with people and my relationship with God. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death. If your sin is not forgiven and your, your sin, whether your sin in your life will bring death to your relationship with God, your relationship to your opportunities, to your health, to your vision, your hope, your relationship with people. Sin brings death. The Bible says the heart knows its own bitterness. You know the result of your sin. Believe. Everyone say believe. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and rose from the dead and paid the, died for my sin and that his death paid the penalty for my sin. The penalty of my sin is death. Jesus died in my place. I believe that. And if you believe that, you could be forgiven. And then see. I confess or agree that Jesus is Lord. Lord, God, you are my Lord. And that he died and rose from the dead and is able to forgive me of my sins. I confess, I agree, Jesus is Lord. And I want him to forgive me. And look what it says, Jesus, I trust that you love me and can hear my prayer. I ask by faith, I ask you to please forgive me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. I surrender my life to you. If right now you would like to ask Christ to be your Savior, we would like to give that opportunity to you. All you have to do is believe those things. So we're going to pray in a minute. And before we do that, I want to challenge all of you who are listening, this is all you need to do. There's 8,000 ways to give your life to Christ. This is just one of them, just a basic overview framework. But it works. I've been doing it for 31 years. It works. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to people. So right now I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes on all the campuses. And if you would like to give your life to Jesus Christ right now, I just want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, Father, I admit that I am a sinner and that my sin has brought death and destruction into my life, my relationships with people. And my relationship with God. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. And that his death paid the penalty for my sin. I confess or agree that Jesus is Lord. That he died and rose from the dead. And is able to forgive me. Jesus, I trust you love me and can hear my prayer. By faith, I ask you please to forgive me. Forgive me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. I surrender my life to you. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer and you're saying, I want Jesus to be my Savior today, 
In a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up by standing. You are giving public confession. Yes, I am giving my life to Christ. I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer and say, yes, I want Christ to forgive me, I just want you to stand up. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet if you pray that prayer. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. Very, very good. God bless you. God bless you. We see you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. Good. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. Very good. God bless you. Anybody else? Stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. Now we're going to ask all y'all who are standing to come down to the altar while the rest of us cheer for them and encourage them to step out of your seat and come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand as they come on down. Amen. God bless you, man. Just stay right there. Just face me. Just face me. Just face me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. You guys can face me. Just face me. Just face me. There we go. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You guys face me. Just face me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Come over right here. Here we go. Right here. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The most important, the most important thing to know about what you just did is you established a relationship with God. It's not a religion. You didn't join the Rock Church. It's a relationship. God created us for relationships. But the ultimate relationship is with him. That's all he wants. And in the context of, the, in the context of that relationship, he's the boss. <laughs> it's not an equal partnership. <laughs> we're not equal with God. We say, God, what do you want me to do? And so we, we want to encourage you. We want to help you in that process. We want to pray for you and then lead you into the back. I want to encourage all of you, please come back next week. Practice that with people. Let it be just like conversation. Get the app and start sharing the videos with people. People are going to get saved. Next week when you come here, we're going to tell you how many people got saved just from that app. We're going to tell you. We already had five uh, during, during the week before we even released it. But we're going to get a tab and we're going to tell you those are souls. And so think about the people in your life who they just need an opportunity to hear the truth. That's it. Lord, I pray for these people and I pray you bless them. I pray you encourage them. And Lord, I pray that all of us will give you an opportunity to work through our life that someone else may come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give them a hand as they go out. Amen. responded to Pastor Miles' message, but for whatever reason didn't come forward in your bulletin, there's a little tear-off card that says, my response. And we love just to encourage you. We're not going to call you, come visit you or anything like that. Just send you a little encouragement from Pastor Miles. Uh, you tear that off and uh, just give us your email address and drop it in the giving boxes on your way out. 
we would love to follow up with you and just affirm the decision, your response to the message today. And then also it's time for us to give together of our morning tithes and offerings. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. Again, this is for the, the church family. If you're visiting today, please don't feel obligated or, or uh, compelled to give in any way. The Bible says that we should never give out of compulsion or obligation, but willingly and uh, from a, as we've purposed in our own hearts. And so God loves a cheerful giver. So we wanna give as an act of worship to him, as a response in gratitude for all that he's done in our lives. And we guarantee that from our side, we're gonna make sure that every dime goes to saving lives and transforming our community and, our, and around the world uh, for the kingdom of God, amen? So if you've got your offering, go ahead and take that out, hold that in your hand and let's pray over it this morning. Father, thank you that we get to be a part of your story. It's not just our story, it's your story really that you're working in us. And as we give of our tithes and offerings this morning, we pray that every dime would go to further the gospel and bringing people into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I pray a special blessing on all the givers today. Would you open up the windows of heaven in response to your promise where you said, test me and I'll open the windows of heaven if you bring in the full tithe. I pray that those that are tithing, those that are giving, I pray you would open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on them so great that they can't contain it today. So we love you, Lord. We pray a blessing on our church and on this congregation in Jesus' name, amen. Our giving boxes are... <laughs> amen. Let's go get people saved. Giving boxes are on every exit on the way out. Our pastoral support team is down front if you need prayer for anything. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.